Welcome to the Compelling Words Podcast. The Word of God is meant to move us. It's meant to call us to action. Listen in as Kevin Purdy teaches and presents a genuine and compelling message from the Word of God. I think I've told this before, but my mom, my mom makes the best chocolate chip cookies in the whole world. I mean, my wife makes some good desserts. She makes some awesome pies. But my mom makes these chocolate chip cookies that nobody can seem to replicate. They're really, really good. And she's given the recipe to family members and friends, but nobody can do it the same. I Honestly, I think my mom is holding out on some secret that she's just not telling. One lady loved her grandmother's homemade pies. She said, Granny, how do you, how do you make those pies? They, they taste so good and they look so beautiful. The crimps around the edges of the crust are so even. Well, it's a family secret, Granny said, but if, if you promise not to tell anyone, I'll let you in on it. Okay, her granddaughter said, tell me. Well, first I, I roll out the dough. I make sure it's flat and even. Then I, then I cut out the bottom layer and I carefully put it in the pie plate and I make sure it's firmly against the sides of the plate. Then I slowly pour in the filling, making sure that it's not too full. Next, I cut out the top layer and then I carefully put it over the filling. Finally, I take out my teeth and I just run them around the edge of that pie crust and they make the nicest, even impressions you ever did see. Sometimes secrets are better off staying secret. Listen to what Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 6, verse 1 through 4. Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogue and on the streets to be honored by others. Truly, I tell you, they've received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be done in secret. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. Now, sometimes secrets are really not good things. Sometimes secrets can be very bad, harmful things. A lot of sin is done in secret. But Jesus said when it comes to generosity, when it comes to helping those in need, our giving should be done in a quiet, subtle way, secretly. Jesus said, when you give to those in need, don't announce it with trumpets. In other words, don't shout it from the rooftops. Jesus said, when you give, don't even let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. That means you don't give seeking attention. That means you don't give because you want to look good doing it. That means you don't give wanting to get recognition for what you've given. Now, sometimes people hear this and it makes them a little bit nervous. So they don't want any recognition and they don't want any appreciation. But that's not the point of this. 
Look, look again at verse 1. Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. It, it's all about our motivation. Are we giving for the recognition? Or are we giving because we care? Are we giving with pure motives? And, and it's not just our giving that should have pure motives. Jesus said to be careful not to practice Jesus said, be careful not to practice your righteousness to be seen by people. We don't live out our faith. We don't do good things just to make ourselves look good. And the first example that Jesus gives just happens to be our generosity, our giving. You see, how we give is a very real reflection of our faith. But how we give should never be done with self-serving intentions. Not too long ago, I happened to get into a conversation with someone, and the topic of charity came up. And the person I was with is no one that's, no one local, no one anyone uh, here would know. But in that conversation, this gentleman mentioned how much he gave to a certain charity. And it very, very clearly seemed to be something that he was very proud of doing. Now, now before, before you all start getting critical of this guy, let me, let me finish. What he shared about how much he gave apparently impressed him. Well, it, it didn't necessarily impress me. And I was very tempted, very tempted, just to casually let him know what I give in donations every year. And then the Holy Spirit spoke up and said, what are you doing, you bonehead? And yes, the Holy Spirit quite often calls me that. I wasn't wanting to tell him how much I give for any other reason than to make myself look good. Our generosity isn't about us. Our generosity is meant to be an overflow of the grace that God has given to us. It's not meant to make us look good. It's, it's meant to just be good. Once again, Jesus was teaching about the heart. He was talking about our motives. He was talking about what comes from the heart. In this teaching in Matthew 6, Jesus calls out some people and he calls them hypocrites. The word hypocrite comes from a Greek word that was originally used in Greek plays. It was used to describe the actors putting on a performance. They would wear masks to play different characters. In that context, Jesus is accusing these people of pretending to be something they are not. In regards to our giving, he says that the hypocrites, the hypocrites are just giving just to look good. But that's not all. He also talks about how we pray. Matthew 6, verse 5 through 15 says, And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. 
Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like the pagans, for they think they'll be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. Just like the attitude about our giving, Jesus is talking about the motivations of our hearts. The hypocrites love to pray standing in the synagogue and out in public. They love to pray with lots of words, probably big fancy words. They like to pray to be seen and heard by others. You see, they want to impress people with their prayers. Jesus said, though, Jesus said, when you pray, go into your closet, close the door, and pray in secret. But again, let's not go too far with this. We need to remember the context. This isn't forbidding public prayers. The church is meant to come together and to pray together. Most of the prayers in the New Testament are corporate prayers. The church prayed together. In Matthew 21, Jesus said, My house shall be called a house of prayer. This wasn't a criticism of public prayer, but public prayer can sometimes become a performance. One young mother invited the minister and his wife over for lunch one afternoon. When it came time to eat, she wanted them to see how well she was doing raising their children. So she asked her seven-year-old to pray. He was hesitant. Mom tried to encourage him. Finally, she said, just say what daddy said at breakfast this morning. So the boy said, oh God, why do we have to have these people coming to lunch today? I think we all too often make prayer way more complicated than what it really is. We think we have to say the right words and sound just right. Jesus said when you pray, don't just babble on like the pagans. Prayer is not empty words just repeated over and over. Prayer is meant to come from our hearts. God doesn't just hear our words, he hears our hearts. And when it comes to prayer, what is in the heart matters way more than what is on the tongue. So let me encourage you to pray. And to pray often. Pray in secret. Pray privately. Pray together with family and friends. Pray with the church Pray and lead others in prayer. It's tragic and unfortunate that too often Christians are timid and reserved when it comes to prayer. In Matthew 6, verse 9 through 13, Jesus gives us an example that we call the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. 
And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Notice the different aspects of this prayer. God is honored and praised. Hallowed be your name. God's purpose is desired. Your kingdom come, your will be done. We ask God for what we need. Give us our daily bread. We ask for forgiveness. We pledge to forgive others. We ask for strength against temptation and protection from our enemy. It's not complicated. And it doesn't have to be just right. The best prayers are often very brief, very simple, spoken from the heart. Jesus said it's the hypocrites who pray just to try and impress. He knows what our motivations are. He knows our motivation in prayer, and he knows our motivation in all our ways of worship. The early Christian church often practiced a spiritual discipline of fasting. The Christian church today has, for the most part, neglected this form of worship. Honestly, it's probably something we do need to do more of. Fasting is when you abstain from eating or drinking or sometimes other things. You abstain to have more focused time of prayer, spiritual devotion, Bible study, repentance, and contemplation. But just like our giving and just like our prayers, it must be done with pure and right motives. Matthew 6, verse 16 through 18. When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do. For they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they've received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that it will not be obvious to others that you're fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen. And your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Apparently, some of the Pharisees some of the religious leaders at that time, they wanted the people around them to know that they were fasting. So they put on a very sad face and they made it very obvious that they were making a sacrifice for God. See how much we're sacrificing? See how much we're struggling? They wanted people to know how devoted they were. Look how miserable I am. Look how hungry and deprived I am. But look how devoted I am. Jesus said, don't make a show of what you're doing to grow closer to God. Whatever you're doing to grow closer to God, stronger in your faith, don't make a show of it. It's one thing to teach by your example, to share what you're doing with pure motives. But it's something different when you want it to be known just to impress others. To make yourself look good. So Jesus says, when you fast, clean up, wash your face. Don't make a big deal out of it. Just quietly devote yourself to the Lord. Not for the approval of others, but for God. The intent of what Jesus said in regards to our giving, our prayers, and our fasting applies even farther. Because his words remind us that it is possible to do the right things for the wrong reasons. It is possible to do the right things for the wrong reasons. And his words remind us that God cares very much 
about the attitudes and the motivations of our hearts. 1 Thessalonians 2 verse 4 says, Our purpose is to please God, not people. He alone examines the motives of our hearts. Here's a few questions to ask to check your own motives. How do we check our own motives? Here's a few questions you could ask. Number one, if no one ever knows what I'm doing, what I'm giving, what I'm serving, what I'm sacrificing, if no one ever knows, would I still do it? Two, if there was no visible payoff for doing this, would I still do it? Three, would I joyfully take a lesser position if God asked me to? Four, am I doing this for the praise of others or how it makes me feel? Five, if I, if I had to suffer for continuing what God has called me to do, would I, would I continue? Six, if others mis misunderstand or criticize my actions, will I stop? Seven, if those whom I'm serving never show gratitude or repay me in any way, will I still do it? And then eight, do I judge my success or failure based upon my faithfulness to what God has asked me to do or how I compare with others? I, I don't know about you, but some of those questions hit me hard. Sometimes my motivations aren't quite right, and I need to be careful. So how do we keep pure motives? Well, our motives stay pure when we let the Spirit of God fill us and lead our hearts. We can have pure motives if we let more of God lead us, if we let the Spirit fill us up and we let His Spirit lead. Our motives stay pure when we remember that it's all about honoring God. The Christ-centered exposition commentary on the Sermon on the Mount said this. It says, The practice of the spiritual disciplines should not play before the audience of the many. They should play before the audience of one, our Heavenly Father. He sees every action and knows every motivation. He and He alone is the one we should concern ourselves with. He is the one we should seek to please. That's what Jesus did. That's what Jesus did when He went to the cross for our sins. He was motivated by the will of God. Ephesians 5, verse 1 and 2 says, Follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children, and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Everything we do to live out our faith is meant to be an offering to God. We are not living to please people and build up our own image. We are living to please God. It's hard because our sinful nature wants everything to be about us. Our sinful nature wants everything to be about us. But the Holy Spirit wants to humble us and lift up the Lord. In Matthew 6, Jesus says, When you give to look good, to impress Verse 2 says, you've received all the reward you'll get. Verse 4 says, when you give in private, the Lord will reward you. Verse 6 says, when you pray in a private devotion to the Lord, your Heavenly Father will reward you. 
Verse 18 says, when you fast, or we can say worship, when we do that without making a big deal out of it, and it's just a quiet and private act of worship, God will reward you. But Jesus said, when you do these things from a self-serving attitude, to impress others, to look good, then you miss out on a greater reward. If you're just trying to please people and look good, your reward is just that. If you're trying, if you're practicing your faith, living out your faith, just on a superficial level, just to appease and to please and to look good, you miss out on a greater reward. But when your motivations are pure, God rewards that. So, even in the good things we do, let us be led by the Spirit. Even in the good things that we're doing, let us be Spirit-led. Galatians 5.16 says, Let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. When we let His Spirit lead, our motivations will be pure. Let's pray. God, thank you for your grace over us. And God, forgive us for sometimes being way too concerned about how we come across to others, how we look, trying to be impressive and trying to do the right things from a place of pride. God, may we recognize that there's no room for pride. The only reason we are safe and secure with you the only reason we have eternity is because of a gift, the gift of your grace. So God, I pray that we let your spirit humble us and we let your spirit lead us. And may our motivations always be pure. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. Please take a moment to rate this podcast. And if you'd like to leave a comment, please send an email to c.wordspodcast at gmail.com. May the Word of God be living and active in your life.